Good morning. Welcome back to our weekly Living with Amuna, our support group, our friendship group, whatever you want to say without a stigma, to remind ourselves that we are living with Amuna, that we're not trying to make our way through this world on our own, trying to figure it out by ourselves. But there's a God, and He loves us, and He created us, and He has expectations for us, and He's watching over us. I want to thank our generous sponsors of the series, the Living with Amuna series for the year, Dr. Zavi and Bella Morgan, in memory of Rabbi Dr. Brian Galbit and in memory of Bella's mother, Dr. Ellen Shanzer. Thank you so much for your generosity and for your sponsorship. This morning as well, this particular class is sponsored by the Wax family in commemoration of the Earth Side of Cantor Laser Wax and of Simcha Wax on 12 Tavis. Cantor Wax, of course, was a dear beloved member of our community, a dear friend, an amazing role model. We miss him, we miss his voice, his literal voice and his figurative voice in our community. It's also sponsored by our dear friend Yvette Kaubloom in memory of her stepfather, with whom she was so close, Solomon Schlosser Shai ben Ephraim Moshe, who passed away this week. She and her family are in mourning. We wish them comfort and consolation through the wonderful memories they have of this special man. Okay, we are continuing our study of Dveikas in the Sefer Bayan Derachacha of Ravitcher Meyer Morgenstern. The uh, Sefer on Dveikas, how we can cling to, how we can stick to, how we can connect to God, that's the essence of life. He says all of Torah and mitzvahs are all a platform for how to live a mindful life with God, of God, with God, to know that He's in our lives, to turn to Him, to lean on Him, to depend on Him, to rely on Him, to think of Him in those moments. And so Rabbi Shemaira has described to us, first of all, why we need Dveikas, that that's the essence of all. That's why we have Torah and mitzvahs. It's why we're doing what we're doing. All of those are to advance and promote the awareness of and the connection to Hashem. No matter what's happening, good or bad, but to stay calm, because it's what's meant to be. Relax, that's what's meant to be. I was talking to someone last week who, because of corona regulations, got stuck in New York away from his family. And I said, clearly that's what Hashem, clearly that's where Hashem wants you to be. Now your job is to figure out why. So you could sit there and cry and moan and be resentful and angry of why can't I get back and why can't I be with my family? Or you can stop and say, it's pretty frustrating, pretty disappointing, but my job now is to stop and ask, why am I meant to be here? Why does Hashem want me here? That's Tveikas. When you cling to God, you know that He's behind everything. He's orchestrating and organizing and choreographing and curating everything in your life. Now the mission is to figure out why. When we see His hand, try to understand what does it mean for us, what's meant for us, what can we learn from it, how can we grow from it. So he's been describing, Rav Meyer, the different uh, ways, the path to how to acquire this, this life of Tveikas. And the first thing was Amuna. If you don't have an awareness of, if you don't really believe and you're not cognizant that Hashem is in our life, then you're not going to cling to Him. You don't cling to a figment of your imagination. You don't cling to something that isn't real. You cling to something that you know to be true. And how do you achieve Amuna? How does one live with Amuna? Study, think, learn, and then we spend some time talking about attaching ourselves, finding that person who has deep faith and attaching yourself to them, being with them, spending time with them. Because Amuna, living that awareness, that energy, is contagious. It's contagious. So find that person and be connected and be aware and be with them because that is because that is contagious. That was all the first path, which is emuna. And then we moved over to the second, which we started last week. His boninus ab of a year of advekus. His boninus. Do we make time? Do we take carve time to think? How are you going to have a relationship if you don't make time? Every relationship in life, parents, children, spouse, friends. Even the people you work with, if you want to be efficient and productive, every relationship demands time. And if you don't allocate the time, if you don't have his boninus, space to think and to reflect and to plan, to interpret, to absorb, then you're never going to be awake. You're never going to be aware. 
we have so much noise coming in all the time. There's literal music or a speaker playing in our head. We're reading a book, we're running, we're going, we're doing. From the moment we wake up to the moment we fall asleep. Some people wake up with something playing and some people can't fall asleep unless they left something on. That's how badly they crave and need the noise. But the noise is clogging. The noise creates static. We need disponedness. You need time. You need time. When I spent the summer at Kellogg Management School, we, um, one of the professors who spoke to us, really one of the visiting professors, was the CEO of Baxter, a company that had tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of employees. And the CEO told us, he did it through a whole exercise, but he asked us, what do you think is the most important part of my day? What do you think is the most important thing that I do? So everybody guessed, of course, as the CEO, the responsibilities, what he would be in charge of. So he told us, and I was shocked. He said, the most important part of my day is what is on my calendar, that I leave my office, I leave my phone behind, my secretary knows I cannot be disturbed, and I either go for a walk, if it's cold, I sit in my car, but I have allocated, dedicated time to think. Dedicated time to think. Does anyone have on their schedule? Outlook, Google, whatever keeps your schedule. Do you have on your schedule time to think? To us, that would be like torture time. You might as well put in root canal or colonoscopy because being alone and by ourselves and shutting down the noise and being forced to have nothing but our own thoughts, sitting there and thinking is a form of torture. So you might as well put in something much more torturous than thinking. But imagine if you had in your schedule every day, just think, just think. That is what you're doing. You're just there to think. And he said that's where the breakthroughs and the creativity and the vision and the imagination. So when it comes to our relationship with Hashem, we need to allocate time to think, to think about Him and to look for Him and to reflect upon what He means to us and where we can find Him and then to cling to Him. So again, these are all the methods, these are all the strategies, these are all the necessary ingredients to living a life of Dvekas. If ultimately we're going to cling to Him and feel connected to Him, then you need to have Amuna. you need to know He's there. You're not gonna to cling to something which is make-believe. So number one is Amuna, and number two is His Boninus, and that's what we're up to. Shachanach writes this in Simon Aleph, when a person is contemplative, when you think that God is the King of Kings who fills the entire world, He stands over us and He sees everything. There's an eye watching and an ear listening. It's not just being recorded by Google. It's being recorded by the Almighty. So immediately you will recoil with a sense of, oh, wow, wow, that's Hashem. All of this, all of this, you ever gone and we have this luxury in Florida that others don't have, you can just drive east till you can't go anymore and you are over the ocean. And just look at the ocean and look at the waves and in the immortal words where the ocean meets the sky and you realize you just keep looking as far as the eye can see is water, is ocean, is waves, is beautiful sky, is clouds. He's in charge, he's in control, he is the creator of all of this, of everything. Every grain of sand, every speck of dust, every human being, all of us. He's intimately aware of everything going on in our lives. And he's not just aware of it as if he's just recording it or observing it. He's intimately involved in orchestrating all that's happening. And he does it. He does it for our best. He does it for us. He does it with our interest in mind. That's what life is about. But you got to make time to think. got to make beach time or going for a walk time or the three minutes of meditation time or however you want to put it in your calendar. It's not going to happen. That relationship it won't be nourished. It won't grow unless we make the time. Because the core way to merit dveikas, to cling to God, again, let's just talk about what are the benefits of achieving dveikas? Why are we fixated on trying to do it? What's the purpose? The benefit is calm, happiness, fulfillment, 
physically, you're going to do better emotionally, spiritually. So how do you get to that place of Tveikos where you have the confidence and you have the comfort of knowing God's always got your back, that He's always in the room, that He's always part of the plan? How do you get there? By being diligent in our thought patterns, in allocating that time, and to contemplate about Hashem. Who is He and what makes He tick to learn, to be curious, to fall in love with God and to feel His presence, to feel His presence in our lives. He writes here in the footnote, Rabbi Shemayer, he says, There are some people who feel it more naturally. They are the Yosefs of our lives. There's a young woman in our community, unfortunately, who just got up from Shiva. You're around her. She's a ball of Amuna energy. She just talks about Hashem and Hashem and my Tehillim and my davening and my connection. Even as she lost her beloved father, Hashem and Hashem, and I love Hashem, and I lean on Hashem, and I feel Hashem, and Hashem is my best friend, I can never do it without Hashem. And for her it comes naturally, for her it comes easily, not to suggest she didn't have to work on Imuna and davening, but first of all, again, it's contagious when you hang around such people, A. Eh? But there are others for whom it doesn't come so naturally. There are some who by nature are cynics, are sarcastic, some are doubters and skeptics, some it's much harder. What do you mean that was Hashem in the red light? What do you mean that was Hashem in that gust of wind? What do you mean that was Hashem in the iguana that fell out of the tree? It's going to be 40 degrees in Florida this Friday. What do you mean it was the iguana that fell? What do you mean it's Hashem in the waves of the ocean? Or what do you mean it's Hashem in my, in my flight taking off? What do you mean? That's science. It's nature. So for some, it takes a lot more effort to overcome that instinct towards cynicism or skepticism or even only scientific thinking, which Judaism embraces, of course. Torah embraces, doesn't reject. And Ravitcha Meyer says, it's not only that different people are different. It's not just that some naturally see and feel Hashem and others will struggle. It's that all of us depends on the day. There are days we wake up and it's all Hashem day. I see Him everywhere and I feel His presence and I'm in love with Him. I can't get enough with Him. I want to spend more time with Him. I want to dive in and talk to Him. I want to look at the world and hear Him talking to me. And there are other days you're like, Hashem who? What? Hashem? Sitter's just not flowing. The Tehillim is just not opening. The mitzvahs are just happening by rote. You look around and you don't see him anywhere because why would he do this to me? And why would these things be happening? And why would I have to struggle through this? So it's not binary. It's not all or nothing. You don't either live entirely with Amuna or you're an atheist, a doubter who has no faith. And it's not that all people are equal. It's not that all days or hours in our life are equal. Every moment is different. But we have to work on it. It takes this effort. You got to invest time, energy, place the time to thought, diligence in what we're thinking about. And we got to build that Amuna muscle. Build that Amuna muscle. I'll give you a story about Amuna muscle. I always tell everybody to send me in their stories so that I can share them to mechazek ourselves, to mechazek one another, about seeing Hashem in our lives, about feeling His presence. So one of our wonderful listeners, one of the members of our Chabura, growing in our Amuna, shared with me a great Amuna story that uh, she's a teacher, she was in a panic. She didn't know how she was going to get her evaluations done at school and had worked with her students on a certain uh, uh, online platform because we're living in crazy times and our teachers are heroes. They've had to adapt to whole new systems overnight and learn a technology which may not be their specialty. They're really extraordinary. Major shout out to our teachers. So she said she panicked and she knew she needed some help. She was never going to get done by the end of the, the school's term. And of course, her job relied on it. Her job was on the line. It was critical. She came to school and so much had to get done. Had to get online, do the virtual, had to get the evaluations, had to get everything done. She was somewhat panicked, but then she took a deep breath. She thought about Hashem. And when she got to school, it turned out the internet was down and didn't get fixed the entire day. 
and her conclusion was it's not a coincidence. I was able to do my assessments. I felt it was only thanks to Hashem's guiding hand. She felt his presence in her life. So there are examples. You could be like, oh, internet was down. What a coincidence. On the very day that I needed the internet to be down, it was down. What chance? How random? What a coincidence. Or you could be overflowing. You could be elevated by, wow. I, I panicked. I turned to Hashem on my way to work. I didn't know how it was all going to happen. I told him, God, I'm clinging to you like glue, devek, dvekas. I'm sticking with you. And lo and behold, he found a way. Sometimes the way is we get more work done than we thought we could. Sometimes the way is that the internet goes down. Who knows? Who knows? The amazing thing is she sent me this email because she saw Hashem's hand in her life, which means that the next day she'll see it again and she'll see it more. But it only happens if our antenna is extended. It only happens if we're looking. And this requires tremendous diligence. It requires real hasmada. It doesn't happen if we're not looking. It doesn't happen if we're not trying. It doesn't happen if we're casual in our relationship with Hashem. You know, again, I'll come back to the metaphor of all the other relationships in our lives. There are gestures that husbands and wives or parents and children make to each other all the time. But do we notice? Do we see them? Are we grateful for them? In a good marriage, in a healthy relationship, you have to make the effort. So let's say one party always takes out the garbage, but the other surprised and said, I'll take it out. Does the other one come home and say, I noticed you took out the garbage. Thank you. I appreciate it. My antenna's extended. I see the small gesture, the little things that you did. You either didn't do the thing that I hate that happens, or you did the thing that you know I deeply care about. Hashem is doing those things for us all the time. So the internet's down. So do you think it's random coincidence that you move on? Do you just curse out Comcast again? Or do you say, the internet's down. It's exactly what I needed. The internet is down. Hashem, I love you. You came through, and I needed you. And I needed you. Ikar aderach. So that's the Ikar aderach. Setting aside time, investing ourselves to think about these things. And with this we will fulfill. So spend time. Put in your outlook, put in your Google, put in whatever you're doing. I don't care if you're Linda Gordon, you're on vacation. I don't care if you're home. I don't care if you're at work. Wherever you are, whenever, you can put in the calendar three minutes. I'm talking three minutes a day. Out of a 24-hour day, you can't find three minutes. What's 24 times 60? You can't find three minutes. One minute. Start with one minute. Put in your schedule one minute. When you brush your teeth, you're going to think about God. When you, when you do whatever activity, you're going to think about God. Unplug, disconnect, and determine that you're going to place your thoughts about God. Hmm, where was he in my life? What has worked out? What did I ask for that I got? What do I still need and that I want to protest him about? I want to think about him. I want to talk to him. I want to confide in him. I want to listen and hear and feel him talking to me. And when you do that, you're going to grow a relationship. What is dveikas if not a closer bond? Dveikas is a closer and closer relationship. Dveikas, clinging, sticking, connecting to Hashem, feeling him in your life. But let's say you're married and you never ever talk to your spouse. You have children, you have a friend, you have a neighbor. You never ever talk to them. And you wonder, I don't know why I have no relationship. I don't know why I don't feel close. I don't know why I don't feel their presence in my life. Um, you never talk to them. You never spend time with them. You never make yourself vulnerable to them. You never listen actively to their talking to you. Of course you have no relationship. So why should it be different with God? And people tell me all the time, you know, I don't feel Hashem's presence in my life. I don't know if he's there. I don't really connect with him. Have you nourished and nurtured that relationship at all? Of course you don't. To, to you, God is a complete stranger. So I also don't have a relationship with the guy or the girl over there. 
on the other side of the airport or the train station or public supermarket. I never met him, never spent time with him, never invested in him, never confided, never vulnerable. I never went on the journey to discover, to learn about who they are or to let them learn about me. Of course there's no relationship. So why should it be different with Hashem? You have to talk to Him, confide in Him, spend time with Him, and think about Him. Because if you don't, of course there won't be a relationship. Don't be surprised later when there's no relationship. So when you live that way, then it's Then you feel Him all the time. And one completes, We're all capable of knowing about God today. And to place it in our hearts. Ki Hashem Elokim. Ain od. Hashem hu ha'elokim ain od. That is our mission. That is our mandate. That is our message. That's what we're trying to get to. That's what we're trying to achieve. That's what we're trying to arrive at. Viadata hayom to every day know v'ashevosa to put it in our hearts. Why does the pasuk have to say this? Is an alinu. It's part of our davening. Viadata hayom v'ashevosa lovavecha. What do you mean viadata hayom? First of all, shouldn't be viadata knowledge. It should be believe today. Believe today. Take the leap of faith today. Believe today. Feel today. What do you mean, viadata? You can know today. Vahashevosa and place it where? Where should Amuna happen? Where should Dvekas happen? I would have thought, you know where they happen? Should happen, I'm sorry, should happen in my heart. I feel God's presence in my heart. I have faith in God in my heart. In my head, rather. I'm confused this morning. I would have thought, where should it happen? In my head, in my brain. That's where I'm going to contemplate God's existence. That's where I'm going to explore evidence for God's existence. Where should it happen? If you would have asked me, I would have thought it should happen in my head. And yet, the Pasuk tells us, where does it happen? Where? Put it in your heart. Why in your heart? Because, you know, the farthest distance between any two things in the world is the distance between our head and our heart. You can know intellectually and academically a million things. Talk to you till you're blue in the face about evidence for God's existence. St. Thomas Aquinas, the first cause argument. There's a million arguments, a million pieces of evidence of God's existence. I could read permission to believe, permission to receive. I could tell you a million arguments intellectually for God's existence. But if it's going to remain in your head the farthest distance from any other object from your heart, it never trickles down. It never comes down. It never penetrates. It never transforms you. Then it will remain upstairs. Aristotle, when challenged, that he was this great uh, authority on morality, but at times didn't live a moral life, said, I'm Aristotle from the neck up. That was his answer. Aristotle from the neck up. In my head, I write books, I philosophize, I teach. I'm Aristotle from the neck up. But the neck down, where the world of temptation, the world of action, the world of distraction, there, I'm only Aristotle from the neck up. So do we only have Amuna from the neck up? That's really the question. Do you have Amuna only from the neck up? Amuna from the neck up means I went to the discovery seminar and I read the books about the Bible codes and I've read permission to believe, permission to receive, and I've read every book on the planet, listen to every lecture with all the evidence that there's a God, that Hashem is here. From the neck up, I could tell you everything. Check, I daven three times a day, I learn the daf yomi, I give my tzedaka, check. I subscribe to Goldberg's Amuna WhatsApp group and 400 other Amuna WhatsApp groups and I have every book ever written on Amuna from the neck up. Amuna, king, I'm the queen. But what about from the neck down? What about when the rubber meets the road? What about in your life? Do you panic? Do you get angry? Do you get envious? Do you get frustrated? Do you feel anxiety and overwhelmed? Do you have a muna that trickles down from the head? Trickles down all the way to the heart. And now my heart is calm, cool, even keeled. Psst, it's all from Hashem. I'm meant to be stuck, not me, the person I was talking to. I'm meant to be stuck in New York. It's where I'm meant to be. I'm leaning in. Now I just got to figure out why. 
I'm meant to miss my flight. I'm meant to go through the struggle. I'm meant to have this hard time. I'm meant to forget to press record on my shear last night. Not me, somebody else who I love very much, who gave an extraordinary shear. And then afterwards says, I didn't press record. So you could either panic and get frustrated and get angry and you can't sleep and that's all you could think about and you're upset at why it happened and who didn't help you from, from making it happen or you say, it's what's meant to be. That version was not meant to be recorded. How do I know? Because it wasn't. That's how I know it wasn't. I could re-record it or I could move on to the next in the series, but that version, that class was not meant to be recorded. Does it trickle down from the head, from intellectual, from Wednesday mornings, from WhatsApp groups? Does it trickle down to the heart? And what is meant to trickle down to the heart? What needs to get there from the head? That Hashem is God? Ain od. Ain od. Back in the beginning of the Amunashir, and we're up to, I don't remember how many hundreds we've done, back towards the start, we focused and we learned a lot about Ain od Milvado, the Pasuk, Ain od Milvado, the song. You know, uh, one of my daughters just wrote me a beautiful card, and she included her memories with me. And one of the memories she said, you know, she has a little, could get nervous and anxious in, in, in challenging times. So she had this major problem that she loved roller coasters, but she hates roller coasters. It's a real problem. If you love when the roller coaster ride is over, but you hate before it starts, you got a real dilemma. Because you look at the roller coaster when you're with your family in the park, and you want to go on every one when it's over. But what about, but what about at the beginning when you're online? So we were online, and I taught her the song Ain't Od Malvado, and uh, like a bunch of uh, weirdos, she and I stood online. I forgot which amusement park it was and what insane roller coaster she was dragging me on. And as we stood online, we were singing, Ain't Od Malvado, Ain't Od Malvado, Ain't Od Malvado, Hashem Elokim. Mordechai ben David, I believe, look it up. I'll share it with the group. Ain't Od Malvado. So she wrote me in her card years later. She said, Abba, I'll never forget how you taught me that when I'm nervous or situations where I'm anxious, just sing Ain't Od Malvado. Ain't Od Malvado, there's no one but him. He's got a plan. Ain't Od Malvado. You're being slipped into the MRI machine. Ain't Od Malvado. They're drawing the blood from your arm. Ain't Od Malvado. If you got to press record, Ain't Od Malvado. You missed your flight. Ain't Od Malvado. Ain't Od Malvado. That's our mission. That's our mandate. That's why we're here. It's what it's all about. Viadata Hayom. To know today. It's not enough that I once knew 10 years ago. And it's not that in two years I'll know. Viadata Hayom. Today. I know. And I'm living and I'm practicing. And I'm putting it in my heart. And what am I putting it in my heart? There's nothing but Him. There is nothing but Him. And if there's nothing but Him, and we are all just a piece of Him, and it's all just part of His plan for this world, then it's all meant to be. It's all meant to be. So you could panic over failing to press record, you could panic over getting stuck somewhere, or you could just lean in and say, that's the way it was meant to be. Now why? Do I need to re-record? Should I just leave it? It wasn't meant to be recorded. Now why? Now what's next? What do I learn from it? Listen to these words of Rav Meir. He says, every time that you merit, every time that a person merits, Every time you merit to leave a little bit from the look, the outlook of Teva. Every time you can get out of the perspective of Teva. What's Teva? Teva is the natural order. Now, do Jews believe, does the Torah believe in nature? Sure. We have laws of nature. We have biology, chemistry, physics. Of course we believe in nature. We study nature. We manipulate nature. We master nature. Hashem gave us nature. Absolutely. Of course we believe in nature. 
but there's a philosophy and an outlook of nature. And the philosophy of outlook of nature says it's all part of the natural world. Everything is just nature. There's nothing but nature. And, and that's the philosophy and attitude that we're meant to be rising above, that we're meant to be transcending. Is not just a philosophy and an approach and an attitude that it's all, it's natural. No, nah, that wasn't God. That was natural. That was meant to be that way. That just happens. It's part of the natural order. We need to rise above that. That's what Hashem said to Avram. Get out of the house and get out of that philosophy. Get out of looking through the horoscopes. Get out of that approach, which is an approach of, of Teva. Nature, natural. Everything's just natural. So nothing's nature. Nothing's nature. The snowfall, that white powder, I happen to have gone to a wedding, coming back today, and outside this room, there is white stuff everywhere. I didn't recognize it at first, even though I grew up with it, because I haven't seen it in so long. It's a little something, apparently, it's called snow. So when the snow falls, let's say, and it delayed your plan, it changed your plans, it compromised your plans, that's nature. It's part of the ecological cycle, the natural cycle. You know, it's just, if it's cold, and water evaporates and condensates, and then it gathers, and then it falls, and it's just the way it happens. It's nature. Or do you say, no, it's not nature. It's no, this is Hashem giving us a hug, falling from Shemayim. It's what it's meant to be. It's by design. It's a plan for whatever reason. So there's two attitudes or approaches, two philosophies to life. There's Teva, there's nature, it's all natural. And there's the Mabat HaRuchni, the Metzias HaRuchnis. There's the spiritual glasses. Do you put those spiritual glasses where you look around at the world and you, all you see is Hashem? I see Hashem in everything. I see Hashem in the car, in the airplane, the traffic light. I see Hashem in the people. I see Hashem in the things I remember. I see Hashem in the things I forget. I just see Him in technology. I see Him in the bottle of water I'm drinking. I just see Hashem everywhere. I see Hashem. It's not na- water is not natural. What do you mean? Water is the most natural thing it is. Most of the earth is covered in nature. Most of mankind is made up of uh, uh, covered in water. Most of man is made of water. Water is the most natural thing. In the- no, water is Hashem. This clear H2O, this liquid which sustains and causes us to survive. This is Hashem. It's Hashem. Wow. It's Hashem. Nothing's nature. It's Hashem. So the more degree, the more that we can do that, the light of God will shine down. We bear the countenance, that light of God. We illuminate the world when we live that way. That was Yosef at Sadiq. It's the Parshios we're reading right now. The brothers come down to Egypt, and Yosef doesn't take revenge. And Yosef doesn't take a moment to give them the greatest Muslims of all time. And Yosef doesn't blast them into the heavens. You know what he says? Boys, relax. Brothers, take a deep breath. Don't worry. I'm not going to get even. I'm not angry. You think this was you? This wasn't you. Now, he could have held them accountable. People are accountable. Someone damages their car or steals your money. Of course, you're entitled. There's a base then in this Chosh and Mishpat. And you're entitled to hold them accountable. But Yosef says, you know, you think I'm in Egypt because you sold me to Egypt. That's pretty arrogant of you. I'm in Egypt because God wanted me to be in Egypt. And yes, your very wicked and evil choice to sell me here says a lot about you, and you've got to atone for that. But I'm in Egypt because that was Hashem's plan. So don't worry. I'm not going to take revenge, and I'm not going to hurt you because I'll tatsu. Don't get angry. Don't get upset. Don't get depressed. It's all Hashem's plan. Hashem wanted me in Egypt. And He wanted me to rise to the level of Viceroy. And He wanted me to be in charge of the economy. And He wanted us to bring our family down here and ultimately to be enslaved here but to be able to emerge and come out a nation from here and that was all Hashem's plan he orchestrated he organized that was all from above what do you think that was you you think that was you don't be so arrogant don't be so pompous it's not you it's not you so Yosef Atzadik he lives life he sees and he interprets everything that's happening I'm falsely accused I live in prison so that wasn't pleasant to go through I'm sure 
12 years, 12 years of an unjust sentence, 12 years of languishing in prison. But you know what he tells the brothers? The 22 years were wonderful. It was all part of Hashem's plan. I understand the last 10 years were part of Hashem's plan. The 10 years of, of being in charge of the economy of Egypt, the 10 years of being the vice president of the viceroy. I can understand why he thinks those are pretty pleasant. But the 12 years in prison, those were also good. So Yosef says, yeah, you know why? Because when I look back, I realize that those 12 years in prison, they made me a kinder person. I knew what it meant to be hungry. I knew what it meant to be down. I knew what it meant to be, need, to be vulnerable and to need others. I knew what it meant. And when I came out, it positioned me to better treat and take care and to care about other people. And therefore, those 10 years, those 12 years of prison were also part of the plan of my 10 years of when I rose towards, towards, greater, towards greater greatness. So do we look at our lives and even the hard parts of our lives and realize they contributed to make us who we are? They made us who we are. They cracked open our heart and they enabled us to feel. They enabled us to break through. They enabled us to grow. They enabled us to become who we are and the best version of who we're meant to be. The one who's created feels our creator with all of our heart. With all of our heart. And one feels with every fiber of their being the pleasantness, the beauty, the brightness of the light of Hashem, the glory of His splendor. That any pleasure you have in this world, and there are pleasures, none greater than the cup of coffee in the morning. You know I'm in love with that cup of coffee. There are great pleasures of this world. There are physical pleasures and emotional pleasures. There are pleasures that we experience, but they all pale in comparison. They're negligible and nothing compared to the pleasure of connecting and feeling Hashem. To know He loves us. He's in control. There's a plan to know that we see Him everywhere. To feel we are in His embrace. To know that we are have His love. And he ends this section of Echemaiah and he says, if you put in the time, three minutes a day, one minute a day, put it in your schedule, one minute a day of his bonus, if you put in the time and you make the effort, extend that antenna, look for him, feel him, talk to him, confide in him, be vulnerable, listen to him talking to you. He says, If you search, I promise you, you will find. I promise you. The most hardened cynic or skeptic. But if you talk to God and you let him in your life and you don't panic, I forgot to press record. It's part of his plan. I'm meant to get stuck here. It's part of his plan. Whatever one is going through, I'll just, I'm the roller coaster, I'm going to have a great time. It's part of his plan. Or nobody told me you have to go on it. But whatever it is, ain't od malvado. Ain't hayom. Don't just know it like Aristotle. Don't just have a muna from the neck up. Viadata hayom v'hashivosa. And where do you have to put it? Lavavecha. Put it in your heart. Crack open that heart. Let your heart feel. That Hashem is God. There is no one and there is nothing but Him. Wishing everyone an Amuna filled day. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay holy. Tonight, 9 p.m., we're going behind the Bima with the great Mayor K. Mayor K does YouTube videos, positivity, love, faith. It's mind boggling. He has 350 million, you heard that correctly, 350 million views on his YouTube videos. Go check them out. And if you want to see Amuna and you want to talk about positivity and a great energy, Tonight at 9 p.m., looking forward. Until then, have a fantastic and phenomenal day, everybody.